Hi, and welcome to Bloodsuckers, a podcast about the Twilight series by Stephanie Meyer. I'm Maddie. I'm A-Ray. I'm Christina. And I'm Gail. Thanks for listening to our fifth episode. Each week, we bring you news and theories about the upcoming book, Breaking Dawn, and the Twilight movie, as well as discussion and thoughts about the series so far. Janae lost our hardcore double dutch competition, so she will not be joining us this week. Oh, Janae. Oh, that stinks. So sad. We miss you, Janae. (laughs) We lost all our smart (laughs) Oh, what are we going to do now? Alright, so this week we received a listener email from Miriam. She wrote to us to tell us that she's a fan of the show and that she likes our Song of the Week segment. Thanks, Miriam. Alana F., whose name we mispronounced last week, so sorry, sent us more friendly greetings on MySpace. Thanks, Alana. Pemberment Monkey emailed us to suggest a Song of the Week. Thanks. The MySpace user, I told you I got tired of staying away, also sent us a song suggestion on our MySpace. Thanks. Eva C. emailed us to say that she got an early copy of The Host. Thanks a lot, Eva. Carolina sent us an email to tell us that the opening scene of the Twilight movie will be Edward hunting a deer. Thanks, Carolina. Remember, if you would like to contact us with a question, comment, theory, or idea for the show, please email us at bloodsuckerspodcast at yahoo.com or leave a comment on our blog at www.bloodsuckerspodcast.blogspot.com. You can also be our friend on MySpace or join our Facebook group. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Uh, so Eva got an early copy of The Host. Yeah. I swear that they have early copies at the Borders, no, Barnes & Noble by our house. Because when I went there, I said, you guys are talking about a new book. And I was like, The Host? And you guys were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, they have that at Barnes & Noble. And you guys were like, no. But I swear they had it out for like a week now. Well, it's not supposed to come out till like May 6th, but I did read somewhere that it like came out internationally early and I know Puerto Rico is not technically internationally per se but that's kind of international so maybe she got it early or maybe Borders is just lazy and ignores dates i.e. Barnes and Noble because we love Borders for having a midnight release party true oh yeah wait did Eva say Barnes and Noble or Borders I I have no idea I don't think she she said one I think I'm just making that up yeah. But we love borders. Just we kidding. Do. Carolina said that the opening scene of the Twilight movie was going to be Edward hunting a deer. That's kind of an odd way to start it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, that sounds like a pretty dark way to like start off the movie. Yeah, and it's like we're not even introduced to Edward and to Edward until the whole lunch thing. So that's kinda random. Yeah, it is. Well, I think that they want to introduce us to Edward early because there's a lot of fangirls going, so they want it to be like, hey, look, it's a movie. Hey, look, it's a hot guy. Let's watch this. <laughs> and they want as many sweet special effects as possible. True. As er- early as possible. <laughs> All right, well, now we're going to go to A-Ray with the latest Twilight news. Thanks, Maddie. Um, before I start, I just want to apologize for my because I'm a pubescent boy. Right now, I have extreme allergies, and every once in a while, it, like, cracks or doesn't sound at all. So, yeah. That's healthy. (laughs) Okay. This week, the Movie Fanatic continues their Twilight series coverage. They have interviewed admins from various Twilight fan sites and have posted a list containing actors making waves. Unsurprisingly, Robert Pattinson made the list. Portland Fox has a story up about whether affecting the filming of the movie. 
Kelmet Happens, a site that frequently reports Twilight News, is collecting teddy bears to send to the LA Children's Hospital. Please donate and support the cause. Mike Welsh, who plays Mike Newton in the Twilight movie, has given an interview with the Twilight Lexicon. He reports that his agents had him audition for Edward, even though he didn't want to, and says of his character, I think he's a cool guy. He's finding himself. He's working it out. I think he represents the high school experience for a lot of kids. Jackson Rathbone, who plays Jasper, has also granted the Twilight Lexicon an interview. He says of his character, To prepare, I've been getting in touch with my anger. I see Jasper fighting with himself a lot to live a life of newfound morality. His love for Alice is all that keeps him from being a vampire like James. That's all for today. Thanks to Twilight Lexicon for these stories. Thanks, Aerie. So, what do you guys think of these news stories? I first like to spaz out and obsess over Jackson Rathbone because... I have a mad fangirl obsession with him. I love, because he was just so funny, and I love that he's a musician, and he loves redheads, and I'm a redhead, and he's single, so we should date. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the fangirl. I saw his picture on the Twilight Lexicon. He looks so familiar to me. Wasn't he, like, in some Disney Channel movie or something? No, he was on the show called Beautiful People that was on ABC Family, and the commercials for it ran, like, every five seconds when it was on. I used to watch it. I was in love with him. Really? I swear he was like a Seattle movie, but whatever. <laughs> um, Jackson Rathborn, he sounded, like from the interview, he definitely sounded like a Jasper in my brain because I, I looked through the interview and I didn't see an explanation point anywhere. It was just like <laughs> periods. He just seemed really calm and stuff. Yeah, he's definitely going to be a good... Jasper, I think. Yeah. So, the Time article I thought was interesting, first because it mentioned something about Twilight rock bands, and I wasn't aware of the the existence of them. Is it like Wizard Rock? Anybody know? What? That's really interesting. Maybe, because we always make comparison between the two fandoms. Maybe people made Twilight rock. Vamp rock. (laughs) Well, if anyone knows of any, like, good twilight rock i definitely want to definitely want to hear it or any twilight rock (laughs) (laughs) yeah for that case yeah seriously send us in anyone be interesting and i liked how the time article said how many things were different about like jk rowling and stephanie meyer because i hate how people are always comparing them trying to figure out who's better than the other because i feel like the harry potter books and the twilight books are so different and you don't have to like one more than the other yeah you can like them both like we all like them both a lot and the mike newton interview i forget what the actor's name is. oh his name's i think his name's michael mike well mike well <laughs> uh, um he's so cute i know and he's such i a loved sweetie. it when he was like I was going to try out for Edward, and it's like it's so funny because he does not look like an Edward at all. He's too pretty boy. Yeah, and he kind of has that all-American like vibe that I would think Mike Newton would. Like, Edward's sort of the creepy, like, I'm going to kill you hot, but then Mike's <laughs> just like, I'm a cute boy. <laughs> and we all dig the I'm going to kill you hot for some reason. It happens. <laughs> Did you guys see the the MTV video? Yes, we did. Wait, was the video not in the news? No, it wasn't. How was that not in there? Well, you heard it here first. There's an MTV video. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, MTV had a video about Twilight up this past week. And uh, in it, there was a scene where Bella was on Edward's back. 
and he goes, ready, spider what? monkey? Or, like, hold on tight, spider monkey? What? I was like, really? Spider monkey? Oh, no, no, <laughs> this is so bad. It's gonna be so Well, that's cheesy. what I call all of my girlfriends. There's hold on cutie, and spider then there's monkey? hold on spider monkey. Oh, please, please, yes. tell me monkey. you're kidding. I hope it... Can that please be like an inside joke on the show, on like the set or something, and it's not real? <laughs> no, please? because it was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure because they kept showing scenes from the movie. Well, I'm pretty sure it was like a real scene, which is mildly <sighs> upsetting. However, everything else looked really cool, and I especially noticed Esme looked a lot hotter than she did in like this. Uh, what are they called? Promotional pictures? That's good. And so I'm glad, because she kind of looked frumpy in those pictures, I not gonna did. lie. No one looked good in those pictures. Even Edward didn't look that good in those pictures. Yeah. Yes, he did. <laughs> Let's face it, that was a lie. <laughs> and also, in the video, the running looked kind of weird. It was like, the there was the ground, the ground would like move, and then there was this one strip of where they were running that was like slower so I it like what? I think they were only filming them like on it so I don't think that's how it's gonna look normally hopefully but it looked really odd so I'm hoping that's not how it looks in the movie yeah it's probably gonna be a hard scene to do though but like the, them running it just doesn't seem like it'll be an easy scene to shoot special effects time and they didn't look like they were running they were just walking but maybe that wasn't during a real scene Maybe. Uh, and also, James Coven, there's a scene where they kill someone, and I don't remember if that was in the no. book anywhere, because I know they do kill people, obviously, because they're vampires, but there was, like, this scene with a car that they, like, dumped this random person. That's creepy. Well, they have to show you his background, that he's a bad guy, without, like, narration by Stephanie Meyer or Bella, whoever we're saying the narrations of. So it's, they have to add stuff to the movie, I guess, so we understand things. So it's not just like, so, James is like this killer guy, and great. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would be sort of awkward. Or just like the grandpa from Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> just have this random old man come in and do the background information. Bella doesn't get killed at this time. <laughs> I'm telling you because you look so worried. worried. I was just a little concerned. <laughs> it's not the same thing. I'm so concerned. <laughs> Alright. Well, about the movie we're actually talking about. The scene where Alice rips James's head off what? was like what? the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, how nice. <laughs> yep, she was just such a lady. Did she kill him in the book? And I No, just Edward did. It? Yeah, I don't know why they did that. But I don't think we were given much detail about how it went down uh, in the book. Yeah, because Bella was unconscious. Well, I know, but later it said um, that like the only reason they tried to kill Bella was because it was like a mate for a mate, you know? Like. Yeah. So, I guess Alice could have killed... Oh, true, so why would... But maybe Victoria was just blaming Edward, because she doesn't know what happened. True, and it, but it also might have been a teamwork thing, because, you know, you gotta rip up the vampire and then throw him in flames so he doesn't crawl back together. Ew. <laughs> That's so scary. <laughs> I love it. It's like, don't leave any pieces. Like, oops, the nose is still there. He's gonna sneak <laughs> evil everywhere. 
<laughs> that happens to me a lot. I, I have a tendency to sneeze evil. <laughs> uh, um, so, I wish Janae was here, because I wanted to, like, tease her about it, but Lauren is so black. Like, and I know he's what? black in the book, but he's supposed to look like Olive. <laughs> yeah, are we allowed to discuss this without Janae? <laughs> I, well, I thought she was going to be on, but like... <laughs> okay, well, hold on. This is my issue with people keep complaining that he's black. So, in the, mo in the book, it's explained that he's lighter, but it's obvious that he was black in his former life. But someone who hasn't actually read the book isn't going to make that connection they're just going to see this light-skinned person and they're not going to once again they're not going to like have the old guy narrating so they're going to have to show you that he's black <laughs> well let me pause for a second you see in before Lauren became a vampire he was black <laughs> <laughs> but it's like vampires are supposed to be pale and then it's like pale people pale people pale people <laughs> and then Lauren <laughs> And I love black people, but like, <laughs> it's so random. Well, maybe he was just such a spectacular actor that they decided he had to be Laurent. <laughs> I guess so. Alright, well before I get kicked off of the internet for being racist, uh, the Movie Fanatic article, I noticed that they said that Kristen was one of today's most sought-after actresses, which I was not aware of, because I hadn't known that she was in anything before Twilight, but I guess that's good. Nothing that wasn't, like, Disney's. <laughs> Let's escape. Like, the only movie I remember her from is, like, that spy movie where she was in it with, like, that hot kid and the other kid who's not as hot, and they went and, like, broke into some bank and stole money. Catch that kid? I thought that was the girl from Spy Kids. Really? No, that was not the girl from Spy Kids, uh, that was her. the girl from Spy Kids be Spy Kids? I'm aware, but I thought she was in Catch That Kid, too. <laughs> well, she was in, um, she was in Zathura. She was, like, the older sister in Zathura, who was basically frozen for most of the movie. <gasps> that was her? Yeah. I don't remember that. I just watched yeah. that. <laughs> when she thought that her brother was hot? Yeah, that was, that weird. was creepy. Alright, well, now we're going to move on to our character profile discussion. This week, we're going to discuss Victoria. Christina, would you be so kind as to give us the background information? <laughs> Britishly. <laughs> Victoria was a red-haired, cat-like vampire. She was a member of the coven led by her mate, James. When Edward killed James, Victoria decided to seek revenge by killing Edward's mate, Bella. Bella was protected from Victoria by the... Kilites? I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm sorry. Werewolves during New Moon. Throughout Eclipse, Victoria built up an army of newborn vampires to attack the Collins. She was ultimately unsuccessful and was killed by Edward. Yeah, so send all your mispronunciation hate mail to bloodsuckerspodcast at yahoo.com. And sorry. in the subject line, please put, this is to Christina. <laughs> None of us would are, know how to pronounce that either. <laughs> so if someone wants to figure it out for us, that'd be swell. You're all racist. None of you practice how to say these names. <laughs> yeah, we're so racist this episode. We don't know how to say, like, Native American names, and we don't like black people. But <laughs> the good. whole conversation before was about how we love black people. 
True, we do love black people. Anyway, before we... Seriously, guys, if we're offending anyone, we're really, 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 really sorry. Send us an email, and we will personally send you an apology. <laughs> but we promise we're not racist. Yes. We, we love everyone. <laughs> yes, we have a black host, we swear. I know. <laughs> I'm not there one week and you guys start dissing black people. Janae's gonna be like, what happened? And I left this whole podcast falls apart. Okay. Well, back on topic. What do you guys think about Victoria? How do we get from Victoria to black people? <laughs> because those redheads are evil too. Hey, we're not that evil. <laughs> Hello, Cooper. <Well, laughs> So, Gail, as a fellow redhead, what do you think about Victoria? Well, as a fellow redhead, I think we all rock and we might have some bad temper issues, but all in all, all we really want is to kill Bella. No, seriously, think about it. (laughs) Me and Victoria are both redheads. We both hate Bella. And we both... Well, that's probably it. Because she runs fast and lots of things I don't do. And you both enjoy eating humans. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that too. No, but I don't know. I, I hate Bella, but I still don't like Victoria. Normally, I like side with the villain in a novel because I normally hate the main person, but I just have. She just isn't like a person. Like yeah, she here. has no personality. She's just like blah death. I'm gonna go tell everyone I love them so they'll work for me. Victoria isn't really like a new moon per se, but I kind of like the fact that she always like runs in and is like eluding the werewolves and just kind of messing around with them. I think that was so smart. And just like the fact that she can elude and elude an entire pack of werewolves plus the entire Cullen family, and like Edward ends up in like Australia or something. I think that like what they should have done. Is I know that a lot of magazines, like, they'll take pictures of someone, like, with something over the head to make them look bald, and, like, Photoshop fire on their head. I think that would have been so awesome for Victoria. <laughs> like Hades in, in her... <laughs> exactly! <laughs> and then there'll be a strong wind and her hair will go out. Yeah. And she'll be like, oh, crap. Exactly, but I always pictured um, what's her, Victoria with, like, fire on her head, because they're always talking about her fiery head. You have... Too, like, you take things too yeah. literally, Gail. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, in my head, she had, like, fire engine red hair. I was like, oh, yeah, red. redhead means... Not natural. Not, <laughs> not red. Yeah, like, if I'm a redhead, then there's no hope for people with redhead actually having, like, red hair. Because my hair's, like, green. Orange brown. <laughs> <laughs> or green. We'll post a picture on the blog and have people vote on my hair color. Except I'm gonna hack onto it and Photoshop it, so it's like purple. <laughs> <laughs> so Victoria. So. <laughs> okay. Too. So what do people uh, think of? What's your face? Oh, Rachel Lefevre. Rachel Lefevre. Yeah, Rachel I really, really like her. I was looking at like her profile on IMBD. And I think, like, she's exactly what I pictured in my head, except, like, Madison, I think her hair is too, like, too light, too orange for me. I really thought it was, like, red. Maybe they'll dye it. Yeah, I also thought it was shorter. Oh, no, I pictured it long. Yeah. But, wait, was she from Buffy? Is that the same girl? In what? In Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Was she, like, a little girl back then in Buffy? Oh, I've never 
seen oh. it. Oh, well, she was in the class one episode. She was in that. <laughs> and the class got canceled after, like, negative two episodes. Alright. Um, if you guys were to be the magical directors and cast people, who would you guys pick to play Victoria? I would pick Helena Bonham Carter. Why? I don't know. That's just who I picture. I think she could pull off the evil thing really well, but she's not really... A redhead. Yeah. Well, they could dye her hair red, but she's not really what I imagined Victoria. She looks... She's not, like, old, old, but she looks kind of older than I would think Victoria looked like. And she's so hard to understand on TV. Like, I love her, and I think she's a great actress, but, like, um, ugh, I can never understand her. Yeah, like, her. about Helena Bottom Carter, I think she's, like, a great actress. I loved her as Veldrix in Harry Potter and the, um, Lord of the Phoenix, but, like, I don't think at all, like, that she looks like Victoria. I don't know, and I think she'd look really weird with <laughs> red hair, but I don't know, if you could, like, put her acting ability and personality into somebody else, that would be, like, defo perfect. Wait, so who is your girl, then? That's just who I think. Who would you want, Ray? I just, I really like how Rachel Lefebvre looks, but I don't know her acting abilities, because I've never seen her in anything. So, you want to transplant Helena's acting <laughs> abilities into Rachel Lefebvre? Yes. <laughs> well, you are a magical director, so you can do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, my pick is... Marcia Cross, who's the redhead from Desperate Housewives. <gasps> I've never seen her act, but her hair is like the color of fire. Like, yes. And so I think she's perfect because of that. And she's like stunningly gorgeous to no end. So she kind of looks like a vampire and she's like really pale. And she's just so pretty. That's such a good idea. She could pull off the evil thing so well. Right? Yeah. And her voice. I've never heard her voice. Uh, yeah. Well, me and Christina love Desperate Housewives. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. I don't even need to transplant Helena Bottom Carter on, him, on her. No, you don't. There you go. Perfect pick there. Marcia Cross. Uh, um, I would pick Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, she's so hot. <laughs> yeah, she's hot, and she can play evil really How would well. she look as a redhead? I don't know. Because she in Chicago, she pulls off the, like ridiculously black hair, so I think she can pull off anything. <laughs> Obviously, you can, can pull, pull off black off, hair. You can pretty much pull off anything. <laughs> okay, you guys, uh, I gotta go. The Queen of England is calling, so I'm pretty sure I have to take this one. Oh, bye, bye baby. Bye. Good luck with the rest of the show. Um, so now we're going to do sort of a general discussion because the Victoria discussion is kind of short. So we want to talk about whether the Twilight series is anti or pro-feminist. Um, on the anti side, a lot of people feel like Bella is a weak character and she kind of is under the control of Edward and so that kind of gives an anti-feminist like feel because she's always being less than Edward. But on the other hand, people say that Bella always gets what she wants and the only reason that she does everything that Edward wants is because they're so in love. And so that doesn't really count. So what do you guys think? I think it's kind of like a mix of both. Stephanie Meyer says that her definition of feminism and the general definition of feminism is a woman choosing what to do things that makes her happy and, and and Bella both like does things because it makes her happy and or she's kinda like weak 
I guess, because, like, the whole thing about, like, cooking Charlie food and stuff and not being anything without Edward, it's because she, like, loves or, and or cares about them. So, but it also sounds kind of traditional, too. So, I think it's kind of both. Well, I don't think, I think that maybe feminism-wise, she might be kind of feminist just because she does always get what she wants and that is Steph's definition. Sorry, Stephanie's definition. And, but I think that she is a weak character and that she's just, she's not very strong personality-wise and I just don't like her that much and I, I just don't think she's a strong character and I, I just, I don't find myself rooting for her in situations. And so I just don't like her personally so I can't call her a feminist. But I guess by Stephanie's definition, she technically would be. Well, I'm kind of split on the issue, because on one hand, someone pointed out on the Live Journal site that a lot of the language seems to imply that Edward has control over Bella. Like, he'll say something, and it'll say he commanded, and then it'll say she obeyed. And Well, he of... does dazzle people. <laughs> so that's kind of concerning. Um, I don't know. I can't decide. Because then, on the other hand, she is a strong character, I feel like. You have to sort of take the fantasy into consideration and sort of the insane love story because people use her weakness in New Moon as an example, but I feel like they're soulmates and that's so ridiculously intense that you can't really compare that to real life. So you have to take both sides into consideration. Wait, but I didn't mean weak like second book when I called her weak. I just don't think that she's very, maybe, interesting? I don't know what the word is. I just don't like her. Um, on LiveJournal, I think, one person pointed out a very good fact. A lot of people might think that it is anti-feminist because Bella isn't exactly like a strong heroine. But it... But it'd be kind of like stereo book stereotypical for her to always be the Mary Jane, like to to like know what to do in every situation. So just because she's not like more of a hero than the than like other people doesn't make her like entirely weak. Mary Jane from Spider Man? I don't know. It was like a term. I you sure you don't mean like Nancy Drew or something? No. Maybe Mary Jane is like the name of that lady in the picture that's like, we can do it, with the woman with the bandana. No, that's no. Rosie the Riveter. <laughs> but whatever the term is. <laughs> but though she doesn't always come off as very strong, she does always end up getting what she wants. Like any de important decision, decision she make ends up making. Like if she wants Edward to stay, Edward stays. And... If she wants to have sex, she gets to have sex. And if she doesn't want to get married, she doesn't have to get married. And so as much as it seems like Edward's trying to control the situation, he never really does. Well, every example you just gave, she didn't really win in the end. She had, like, Trazies, and she thinks she won, but I feel like Edward won all those arguments. And I, you, what you just described when you were like, she always gets what she wants. If she wants this, she gets it. If she wants this, she gets it. It makes her sound like a rich, spoiled little kid. Like, Daddy, I want a new toy. And he's like, no. Well, it's 
It's not like she gets given it, like she fights for it. Well, not fights, but like she argues her point to get it. I don't, know, I don't think she's. I think she's more spoiled than a than a feminist. What do you mean she's spoiled? It's not like someone's handing her these things. She makes her point and gets it. I think I just hate her too much to really seriously have this conversation. Well, if any of you guys have an opinion on this issue, you can email us at bloodsuckerspodcast at yahoo.com or you can leave a comment on our blog. Now we're going to move on to our unanswered questions discussion where we talk about some mysteries about the series that will hopefully be answered in the next book. Gail, what's our question for this week? Our unanswered question for this week is, who will Bella tell about becoming a vampire? Well, I guess the most obvious one would be the college. <laughs> really, she's going to tell them, is she? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> she won't tell up? anyone else. They're not allowed to. The Volturi will be like, we will dismember you. Well, it's not like anyone in the Volturi can read her mind, so if she does tell someone, like, I doubt they care enough to figure it out. The only reason Bella got brought to her attention, or to the Volturi's attention, was because she was brought to her. But who's like, she gonna to tell? Them. Well, she might want to tell Charlie and Renee, because Renee already thinks something is up, and she, I don't think she wants to abandon them completely because I feel like those are the only choices is that she completely stops contacting them and like pretend she's dead or something or she tells them because they're gonna realize like okay she looks completely different and she's not aging. Well no she'd have to like tell them she died or something. I think that's what made it easier for all the other vampires was as far as their parents knew they were dead. And so it wasn't like they were staring at them going, hmm, it's been 40 years and you still look 17. I think that in order for it to work, she'd have to, like, get an accident or something fake and then have, like, Edward be like, Bella's dead, and have, like, a fake funeral and whatnot, and then they'd leave and they'd never go back to Forks. I don't think she would do that, though, because she does lie to them to protect them, but I don't think she needs that she needs to protect them at this point because no one's but out if they it. know they're technically in danger well technically but why would anyone ever find out the like danger of the Volturi maybe finding these random few humans that might know about vampires as opposed to the depression that her parents would feel about thinking she died it's like completely different I don't know, she was willing to die to save her mom back in the first book. Yeah, but that was because her mom was in danger. They're not in any danger at this point. Uh, if nothing else, I feel like she would tell Renee. Because Renee knew something was up. She had spent, like, a weekend with him, and she's like, Okay, there's something about weird. there's something weird about you and Edward. And even though Bella just kind of blew it off, Renee knows something's up. Yeah. And she's definitely going to know something's up when Bella's like, Hey, guess what? I'm engaged! Yeah. It's like, surprise! Well, it's going to be like, what I tell you? Told you to be 35. <laughs> Do you think maybe she'll, like, lie to Jake and say she's not going to change? I was just thinking that, like... What do you mean? Like, he's going to know when she changed, he'll smell it. He's gonna... But if she leaves to go to college... No, but he knows that the reason they're getting married is so she can change. So I think that he's not going to be stupid about it. 
I feel bad that Angela won't know. I was thinking about whether or not, like, she'd tell Angela. Like, I don't think she would, but, like, that's the first person that came to mind, even before, like, before Charlie and Renee. I wonder if she would tell people, like, in general that she died, but not tell her parents. Because Angela expects her to keep in contact, and when she, like, stops contacting her, well, I guess she wouldn't have to stop contacting her all the altogether, but they would never be able to visit or anything without Angela knowing something's up. Yeah, but like, people do that all the time when they leave high school, like, oh yeah, we'll totally keep in touch. And then they like, send emails once a year, like, ha ha ha, funny chain mail. <laughs> so, maybe they'll send them a Christmas card. Exactly. <laughs> with their vampire children on it. I think Angela should become a vampire. That would be sweet. <gasps> that would! vampire. So I guess we'll just have to wait and find out. Now we're going to talk about our scene of the week, where we pick out a scene from the series and talk about it. Gail, would you like to tell us the scene for this So week? this is when Seth, Edward, and Bella are all off, and everyone else is fighting the war. And then, like, Riley and Victoria show up, and, like, Seth takes out Riley, and then Victoria and Edward have, like, a hardcore brawl. And in the end, Edward, of course, comes out victorious, and Bella is, like shocked that she just saw him like rip this woman to shreds and may i say it was a pretty cool scene there was like if i were a guy even i would like that part of the book um i actually like the part like immediately falling afterwards where edward's like bella don't be scared i won't hurt you and bella's like what are you talking about and he's like i just dismembered a vampire aren't you at least a little bit frightened and she's like no <laughs> yeah, Bella's just so resilient. Like, nothing that should make her afraid does. She's a crazy person. She's not resilient. She, like, breaks her arm well, walking out the door. physically resilient. <laughs> Kidding. I will kill you. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we're death threatening. <laughs> what do you mean, now? <laughs> We always death threat. But anyway, I think that that's one scene that's gonna be really, really cool when the third movie comes out. And even like, cause I know that this is a really girly series, no offense for guy listeners or readers, but it's a love story. And normally readers of love stories are of the, f- are female. But this, this scene is just so awesome. And it doesn't matter if you're a girl or a boy. It is just one of the greatest fight scenes ever. It's just like I was like terrified of Edward from it, and then but Bella wasn't, of course. The scene <laughs> kind of makes me wonder: Do we know what the Twilight movies are rated? Because this scene, and even the scene where J- James gets his head ripped off in Twilight, like it's disturbing. I'm gonna guess PG-13. Yeah. I feel like that's what these books are would be rated if they had a rating, especially in Eclipse when it starts to get a little risque. I wonder how bloody it'll get, though. Because you don't necessarily have to, like, curse or have sex to be rated R, like, if it's obscenely bloody. They're not going to make these rated R. Like, even of what we've heard of our listeners of the show, it's been around a 12, 13 age. And I think that she understands that her reading age is around 12, 13. Like, we're 16, 15 on the show. 14. No, we're all 15 and 16. So I think that she understands that, and I think that if she does the books correctly, they'll be PG-13. I mean, if they do the True. movies correctly. I wouldn't say, like, a majority of the fans. I feel like 
the fans span the age range because there are younger people like some of the people that have mailed us in but then there's like Twilight moms who are all over 25 and they have like a huge amount of people on their forums yeah we got, I don't know if you discussed this in the beginning of the show but we had a friend request you probably didn't on MySpace from someone who appeared to be a mother unless she was just requesting for her kids but she said that it, it said that she was 28 and I thought that was really interesting that someone we had an older listener on the show. If anyone is an older listener, send us an email. Bloodsuckerspodcasts at yahoo.com. We want to know that you're listening because as far as we know, our listeners are all from 12 to 16. Yeah, I don't think that... This doesn't have to be that scary of a scene. Like, they don't have to show you, like, the total dismemberment. They can just be like... Oh, I'll be so mad. No, they could show you him attacking her and, like... But they don't have to show, like, hardcore blood... What was Sweeney Todd rated? On second thought, there wouldn't be any blood. Oh, because I was going to say, like, if it's less graphic than that, but that was pretty graphic. Uh, on second thought, there wouldn't be any blood, because it's a vampire. True. <laughs> so, like I guess it wouldn't be bloody, it'd just be skeevy. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I thought it was sweet how, like, Edward was physically fighting Victoria while he was mentally fighting Riley. Oh, yeah. First I was like, what? (laughs) I love after he fights him when Victoria... I forget. Oh, I have the line right here. I know, I probably just changed it. But when, like, first Victoria's like, oh, I love you, Riley, don't worry. And then he dies, and she's like, I don't care. It's like, wow, that is awesome. Forget, who kills Riley? Sam. Seth. 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 Okay. Because I remember I was so, like, nervous, even though I knew Bella wasn't going to die. I was, like, so nervous about Seth, or not Seth, Riley and Victoria being there. Because it seemed hopeless, like, because obviously Riley was going to attack Edward, and then Victoria would just be there. Well, how about, like, four seconds later when you get scared because all of a sudden someone's hurt? That was scary. I thought Jacob was dead for sure. Yeah, because that would have been an easy way to end the conflict, is to kill Jacob. Definitely. Or, actually, I kind of thought it was Sam, too. I don't know why. That would have been sad. I like Sam. Yeah. It took me a while to like Sam, though, because I hated him in the beginning of New Moon, where it was like, he's a weird cult leader. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, but... Hard to get over that. I guess they kind of knew, like, they were werewolves. I forget... Did we know already that they were werewolves? Or that? No. Oh, I think I just knew because my friend had told me the, the, the plot of the book before I read it back in, like, eighth grade. But I kind of knew that was what was going on, so I didn't hate him that much. Oh, I had no idea. I was totally surprised. Uh, there was not one, like, major plot-wise. I knew everything was going to happen in the book, which was upsetting for me now. I'm excited to read Breaking Dawn without knowing what's going to happen. Alright, well, we're majorly off-topic. Yeah. Um, so now we are going to move on to our next segment entitled Swoonworthy, Edward's nauseatingly adorable quote of the week. And, Gail, would you like to tell us what the quote is for this week? Alright, well, we only have the one part of it, because Away was going to read it. But the part where he says, if I could dream it all, it would be about you. Aww. Oh my gosh. That is nauseatingly adorable. Marry me. Ooh, 
in the MTV thing, I just remembered, they had a scene of Edward, like, standing in Bella's room while she's sleeping and, like, tossing around and dreaming. And it looks so cool. Aww. <laughs> so excited. I have more and more faith that this movie isn't going to be, like, totally cheeseball, despite the spider monkey thing. <laughs> I'm going to start calling <laughs> you spider monkey. Please do. <laughs> That's my expectations for any future boyfriend. Can we please call everyone we know Spider Monkey? Next person send us a listener email. First one we get is getting a response titled Dear Spider Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's a listener contest. Like, First one to email in gets it. Woo! Except someone who emailed in is gonna have like not heard this episode yet and they'll just be like spider monkey what? yeah so like email us like saying like a magical word like spider monkey and then we'll do it <laughs> and Secret what a prize is. it will be <laughs> anyway <laughs> <laughs> all right well now we're going to do our favorite section where we pick a random topic and each discuss our favorite thing from that topic Christina, would you like to tell us what the topic is for this week? Sure. Today we're going to discuss our favorite setting. Basically, we're going we're asking if you like it best when the action is going on at Charlie's house, Edward's house, school, La Push, or elsewhere. Well, hmm. Gail, what are you I think La Push is definitely my least favorite. So I think my favorite. I'm kind of between the Collins house and school. Because I love it when they're at school because like, there's, like, that element of reality because it seems like we're at school with them. But I love being at the Colin house until, of course, they, like, show you a picture and they go on, like, this long story that sometimes aren't that exciting. But one type's really fantasy and one's really reality. So I like them both a lot. I don't think I could pick a favorite between the two. Yeah, the interesting, interesting thing about school is, like, it's the only place where really there are so many people around that have no idea what's going on. So it's like so much of a secret and so important that they keep it a it's secret. True. I'm also torn between the school and Edward's house because Edward's house it's like six vampires that close to sucking your blood out pretty much. So that's pretty tense but school like Maddie said pretty much every, everybody else doesn't know what's really going on. And I, I didn't really see any action at Charlie's uh, house. I think that Charlie's house is actually always really fun because it, I love when it's at nighttime and you get all the really, really, really cute Belle and Edward moments. Like, those are always some of my favorite. So I do like Charlie's house. It's definitely not my favorite, but I don't think bad stuff happens there. Well, for the reasons you just listed, um, Charlie's house is one of my favorite places because that's where it's always... Edward and Bella alone. Uh-oh. And... <laughs> <laughs> True. Except not, unfortunately. <laughs> but, yeah, I love the adorable Edward Bella moments, and that's where it all happens. I don't hate La Push, but I don't feel like much goes on. Exactly, I, like... I hate Jacob, so... When I like think La Push, I think Jacob. New Moon. And it's just... And well, also when I think La Push, I think the campfire scene... And seriously, did anyone actually legit read all the stories of the campfire scene? Did anyone here not skim them? I did. <laughs> I read them, but I was getting kind of frustrated. Like, I like backstory as much as the next person. But One time there's this old lady who stabbed this old man. For reasons I don't remember. Now we're going to get third wives email. <laughs> I guess if you were like... 
<laughs> I guess if you're really interested in like the we're gonna screw this up again by Kiliut background. I guess that would be really interesting, but I feel like that's something that should have been like on Stephanie's website. But it gets brought up later that like she knows the story and that she's so into it that they think that Bella's gonna do something like that. Like it did have some importance, but not enough. I feel like only the um third wife's story had any yeah. pertinence to well, anything. Who knows? Maybe in the, the fourth book. Because you know how Stephanie doesn't plan anything. Oh, we're getting off topic again. We need Janae to come control us. Yeah, pretty much. Well, Avery had to go entertain the Queen of England. So next is going to be Christina's cheesy vampire joke of the week. Christina, you want to give us a cheesy vampire joke? <laughs> Gladly. Hey, hey, Gail. Yes. What is a vampire's favorite holiday? What? Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> is it bad that I legit found that funny? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so upsetting that Gail's like legitimately amused by the joke. I was. Like when I first read the joke, sh- we don't already have it, anything pre-written. Um, I literally like <laughs> laughed, like just literally just laughed out loud. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Seriously, Thanksgiving. Who thinks of that? <laughs> okay. If you'd like to send in a submission for A-Ray slash whoever vampire joke of the week, please email us at bloodsuckerspodcast at yahoo.com. If we use it in the next show, we'll call it Your Name's Cheesy Vampire Joke of the Week. So include your name when you email it to us. (laughs) Did anyone here notice that all of the emails this week were like... Butterscotch Crimpid emailed us saying (laughs) (laughs) We don't want it to be called like Pikachu 52 Yeah guys when you email us or send us a MySpace comment or comment on Podcast Alley write your name At least like your first name Yes we don't need like your middle initial Oh and if you you want to put like where you live so we can stalk you (laughs) (laughs) except not just so we know like where our listeners are from because it's always interesting to see people around the country and such and so you guys know it's not just us emailing ourselves in making up oh, emails. Oh, speaking of <laughs> I was looking at pictures This is we're going to have a little unrelevant conversation here and um, I saw that some boarders I think it's the participating ones have signs up saying like woo, blood su- oh, sorry, not blood suckers they're like, yay, Breaking Dawn is coming out, everyone reserve your copy now and I feel like it's the stores with the promotional posters like that that are going to have the parties. So I know our Borders doesn't have one up. So I think that everyone go check and let us know. And, like, if you see a promotional poster, ask. And see, I think it's how it's going to go, though. So everyone has to find a Borders with a promotional poster and be there. We should drive to Philly and make sure that they're having one. Or we could call Philly. Uh, that wouldn't be nearly as exciting. Why wouldn't we drive to Philly? If anyone to here is going to be at the Philly, seconds? or lives near Philly and wants to meet up at the Philly one, let us know, because we'll go there instead of the one near our house. Alright, we're going to end the show with the song of the week, where we pick a song that reminds us of Twilight. Gail, what's the song for this week? Well, as you heard in the intro, this week's song of the week is by Metro Station, which is one of our favorite bands, and it's called Seventeen Forever. It was suggested by, save me, 9106 on Podcast Alley. And we're going to play the song in the background while we discuss it. 
and we're probably going to spread out because we're going to see them live in five days. Yay, Metro Station! Their favorite. What about this song reminds you of Twilight? Um, I think that the line where they're like, will you remember me? Is that the whole section? I don't have the lyrics right in front of me. Really, um, I think that one's really relevant because there's, the, I, there's one part in the book where Bella's like, are you going to remember me when they're like breaking up? He's like, I'll always remember you. Um, like vampires remember everything. And so I, that reminded me of it. Yeah, it's will you remember me? You ask me as I leave. Remember what I said? Oh, how could I? Oh, how could I forget? That just reminded me like almost like word for word of that scene where she's asking him. I, the first like verse of it, the I feel like heaven when we touch, I guess for me this is enough. It, Bella's like willing to give up like dying and the whatever afterlife may come after because whenever she's with, El with Edward it feels like that's enough for her. Yeah. The part where it says you're wise beyond your years, but I don't care, and, and I can feel your heartbeat, you know exactly where to take me. That just reminds me of, like, Bella to Edward, like, obviously he's wise beyond his years, because it's technically 108 years, <laughs> not 17. Minus the heartbeat. But, and him feeling her heartbeat, and then you know exactly where to take me, it's just kind of, they know everything about each other. Um, the chorus is also really relevant. It's, We're one mistake for being together. Let's not ask why it's not right. You won't be 17 forever. We can get away with this tonight. Um, Edward's like 17 forever, but Bella won't be. And so that seems like that. And the whole, she doesn't think that they could be together forever if she's not a vampire, because she'll get too old. So the whole, and we can get away with this tonight, because she won't be 17 forever. And when she's, and they're always like, let's not ask why this is not right. Because they don't want to acknowledge, they don't really want to acknowledge the fact that he's a vampire and she's human. Because that means that they really shouldn't be together. Yeah, and how Edward just kind of knows that it's a mistake, but he's will, he's gonna do it anyway. Even in the very beginning, before Bella knew she was a vampire. Like when in the song it says, "This is wrong, but who am I to judge?" Is is that the kind of idea you were saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say that. And the part, really? you were young and I am scared because he's all scared. She's younger than him. This is a good one, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. This Yay is really for saving 92758. If that was you, wait, no, if that's if save me, whatever is you, send us an email and we'll thank you next week. But I think we actually covered every single line in the song because it does a lot of repeating. Yeah, yeah. it's not a very long song. But every single line in the song was relevant. <laughs> exactly. I think we did say well, that's it for our show this week. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email bloodsuckerspodcast at yahoo.com or visit our blog at bloodsuckerspodcast.blogspot.com. You can also be our friend on MySpace at myspace.com slash bloodsuckerspodcast. Please remember to give us a rating on iTunes and to vote for us on Podcast Alley. You can find the link to that on our website. Thanks for listening. I'm Maddie. Avery's gone. I'm Christina. And I'm Gail. Make sure to tune in next week. Bye. 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 Adios.